This is the Alternative Investing Advantage podcast from Advanta IRA, where we show you how to explore investments beyond Wall Street and open your eyes to new options for your portfolio. It's time to take control and give yourself the freedom to choose where you invest your money. Welcome to the Alternative Investing Advantage podcast. My name is Alex Perney, and today on the download, we have had quite the ride on the financial markets over the past week. As of recording this on 125, Tuesday, January 25th, the markets have seen well over a thousand point shifts in in different directions. Uh, currently, uh, we had a good rebound yesterday um, from the huge sell-off that was happening uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average seeing more than 500 points and 300 points on the NASDAQ, respectively, of uh, upside swing. However, still falling well short of where we were about two weeks ago. However, this is the biggest market turnaround as far as a uh, shift has occurred since the 2008 financial crisis. So big sectors getting hit are things like tech and biotech and uh, financial institutional firms as well. So seeing a lot of different uh, tumultuous actions going on. However, there is some indications that buybacks are happening and this might not necessarily be systemic, but it is kind of an indicator of what a lot of analysts have been predicting of a market correction uh, coming with the all-time highs that we have been seeing pretty much seeing pretty much week over week uh, from pretty much the past year. So it is uh, certainly something to keep an eye out on. Um, it certainly does illustrate the potential benefit of some more tangible assets. Uh, we're seeing that specifically in tradable markets with precious metal, gold and silver all edging up about a percent uh, over the past week. So things that are typically seen as inflationary hedges are seeing a good amount of uh, attention from investors. So looking to that, uh, maybe it's a good time to start looking at other alternatives, especially things like real estate and other tangible assets, precious metals and gold, and especially within retirement accounts as well. So just something to look at. Uh, it has been uh, nothing short of a bloodbath on the financial markets uh, over the past week. However, uh, we are seeing some other uh, interesting things happen, especially in the cryptocurrency markets. The cryptocurrency markets are uh, again, very, very volatile right now. Uh, we're seeing the price of Bitcoin almost halved from its high uh, in mid last year of 60,000 a coin down into the mid 30s. Right now, uh, people such as the wide receiver for the LA Rams, Odell Beckham Jr., having taken his $750,000 salary in Bitcoin, uh, just illustrating how volatile some of these markets can be. And although some people are certainly pushing towards a more based uh, markets for cryptocurrencies, it is still extremely volatile and, inv and investors would do well to heed these as extremely volatile markets and not necessarily something as predictable or stable as maybe things like um, uh, securities investing or real estate investing and things like that. So cryptocurrency markets taking a huge hit, but with drops of prices comes opportunities for buying. So how much lower can they potentially go? It's very hard to say, but with people looking for alternatives to things such as government issued currencies, 
cryptocurrencies definitely will have a space going forward in the future. So with the depressed prices, it's now a good time to buy. Will be something to watch closely over the next coming weeks and months to see what kind of resurgence that these cryptocurrencies, such as Bitcoin and Ethereum, see, as both of them have lost roughly about half of their market value from the highs that we were seeing in the middle of last year. This has been The Download. Today on the what is, what is the acid test ratio? With markets being very volatile right now, people are looking more more than ever to analyze companies and their financial stability when it comes to investing into those particular tradable securities. So what is an acid test ratio? The acid test ratio is commonly known as the quick ratio, uses a firm's balance sheet data as an indicator of whether it has sufficient short-term assets to cover its short-term liabilities. It compares a company's most short-term assets to its most short-term liabilities to see if it has the ability to pay. The acid test ratio disregards current assets that are difficult to liquidate quickly, such as inventory, and mainly just poses a look at the cash on hand versus the outstanding short-term liabilities to see if a company has a viable short-term financial future. This has been The What Is. everyone, and thank you for another uh, tuning in to another edition of the Alternative Investing Advantage podcast. Today, I'm pleased to welcome on Billy Batson with the REI Money Machine. Billy, thank you very much for being on with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Alex. Absolutely. So uh, Billy has kind of an interesting story. I've uh, seen a lot of real estate investors in my uh, the past 10 years of, of working in self-directed retirement plans and, and real estate investing in, in the Florida area. And uh, we hear a lot of talk from a lot of different people, uh, but you know, you rarely do you see people kind of putting the, the, the amount of you know, maybe words into action. Uh, but one thing I've really kind of noticed of, of, you know, running into him over the past few years is this is someone who actually has gone out there and, you know, delivered on exactly what he's been saying. I was really struck when I was able to speak at a, another event with him and kind of got the, uh, the bug to have him on here, because I think your story really will resonate with what a lot of people are trying to do with starting out, uh, you know, from one place and then, you know, reaching their goals in real estate investing. And especially with people that are interested in single family homes, because we've had so many people on here talking about multifamily and syndications. And while that's all well and good, you know, there's a ton of money to be made and so many opportunities in the single family space, especially with flipping and rehabbing. Um, and, and I think Billy's going to be a great asset to people uh, wanting to know a little bit more about that. So Billy, maybe if you want to take us through, you know, kind of how you got your start in this, um, you know, local down here to the Southwest coast of Florida, uh, kind of take us through what was kind of the impetus for you starting this. And you're still quite a young man as well. So uh, what was kind of the, the driving force behind getting started with what you're doing? Yeah. So, um, you know, I guess just, just it was a regular guy, still a regular guy. I feel like one anyways, um, but I uh, was just going to college, kind of trying to figure out my way in life was going for business, didn't really have any, any serious direction. And, um, you know, my dad had always mentioned to me, you know, you should consider real estate, this or that, but all, all that I'd ever thought about, you know, through real estate was, you know, be a, be a realtor, be a realtor, right? Because nobody really talks too much about the investment side and, and wasn't really super enthused on drive, driving around buyers and sellers every day. Um, but, but something that my dad had always mentioned to me was, you know, the wealthiest people that he had always knew 
were always into real estate and they weren't realtors either. Right. So um, these were guys that like I, I had known growing up, friends of my parents and stuff. And uh, something that every one of them had in common was they they were all wealthy and they they were all invested in real estate to some level or another. Right. Um, but something else they all had in common was none of them were willing to sit me down and teach me exactly what they were doing. So um, it was kind of just just, uh, I guess, you know, good timing. We ended up getting a, a card in the mail. Hey, come to our free house flipping workshop. It was a seminar. I'm sure everybody that, that listens to this podcast has seen that at, you know, one time or another. Now they're all advertised on Facebook. Uh, we, we just went locally to the Punta Gorda Convention Center and watched these guys talk about how to flip houses, right? Um, and it was like a two hour seminar and I was like, man, this is super intriguing, right? Like this is making sense, how to flip houses, how to do it with none of your own money. And, you know, I looked at my dad and I was like, look, we, we, we got to find out more about this. Whatever these guys are selling, we need to buy it because this is making a lot of sense. Um, so we ended up going to the free, the free training and then ended up spending about $2,000 for a three day training. Um, which, which is ironic at the time we didn't have it. Right. My family was, you know, tens of thousands of dollars in debt. Like most people were trying to figure out a better way. We were all working full-time jobs. And, um, and I was like, look, we got to go. And we went to this three-day training, paid $2,000 for it. Spent a lot of time there with the, uh, the, the mentor guy. And they were just the people that I felt like I wanted to be around. Right. They just had unconventional methods of, of doing business. Um, it was everything that school was not teaching me about how money really worked, how business was working, how people were putting deals together. Um, and at the end of the three days, they offered, you know, they're like, hey, if you want us to coach and mentor you for the next year and get you up and running, it's 30,000 bucks. And we were like, ah, oh, you know, that's that's the bubble buster. Right. Because we knew we wanted it. We're like, man, we don't have 30 grand. So, uh, you know, kind of long story short, I was like, you know, we got to figure out how to do this. So I had a long conversation with my parents that night. And, you know, the moral of the story was like, look, you know, we're, you know, close to $100,000 in debt with what we're doing right now. Currently, we're going to be in the same place this time next year, the year after that, the year after that. Right. Because everything that we're doing is not going to fix the problem that, that we have. Right. So, you know, my my outlook on it was $100,000 in debt or $130,000 in debt. If we go 30 grand more into debt to to get this education we're still in the same boat we're at now. Um, the difference is we now have knowledge on how to fix it. Right. So my parents were like, you know, you make a really good point. And uh, I ended up dropping out of college, took the rest of my tuition funds and maxed out my parents' credit cards to pay these guys to coach and mentor me. Um, and I guess, you know, the rest has really been history. It was kind of the best decision we ever made. That's awesome. That's, that's, that's really kind of cool to hear. Um, you know, you'd always have to kind of look for those opportunities in life to where you have to say, you know, is this going to better me or am I going to be in the same exact position next year? You know, what can I do to, you know, make that jump in? And for you, it was this path and it's been really kind of cool. Yeah, I've followed you on social media for a while. It's always fun watching your projects going on. So, you know, you've done the course, <clears throat> you know, you made the decision to say, Hey, you know, hundred versus 130. What's, what's the difference? Let's, let's pull the trigger and do this. Tell us about, you know, okay, you got the education. Now you're out in the field, you're, you know, you're in the battle. What's the first deal that came to you? Um, and what are some of the kind of things that you've learned along the way that have helped you? Cause I'm sure that the first deal that you did probably didn't go as smooth as you thought it would, or maybe it did. And, 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 and maybe you had the, the tough one on the next one. So tell us kind of the, you know, the catalyst on, on the first few deals that you had to part of. Yeah. So I was working a full-time job as I was going through the training, like most people are when they get started. So, if, you know, anybody that's local to this area knows Turner's Tumblr right there off 75, right? 
So I was, I was doing the graveyard shift 11 PM to 7 AM coming home, trying to do all the stuff my mentors tell me to do, right. Build, build your network, make your calls, go out there, talk to some sellers. And I was getting very little sleep and I, I was starting to get frustrated, um, real aggravated, right? Like most people do anytime they're starting a new venture. Um, I was like, Oh man, you know, this isn't going to work. Maybe this isn't for me starting to question myself. And he's like, no, you're overcomplicating it, right? Stick to the script. And again, why well, I think having a mentor is so crucial to, to success in anything, not just real estate, right? But anything. And um, ironically, where, where I'm currently sitting right now, the house that I live in, I did my first deal two streets over, right? So one of the things he was telling me to do was, you know, go go to local meetups, right? Go go network. That's actually where I met you, Alex, at, at our local RIA, right? So I was going to these meetings and, and going out there. And he told me, he's like, whenever you start going to these places, you know, whenever you're going to the grocery store, whatever it may be, take a different route than just the main street, right? Look at properties, see if there's any, anything that, you know, catches your eye, blue tarps on roofs, overgrown lawns, or for sale by owner signs. And it just happened to be like, a few days after that call, I'm driving to, to, you know, a little network mastermind meeting, took a different route. I see this for sale by owner sign. So I turned down the street and the guys outside paint, painting the house. And I get out the car, I walk up. I'm like, Hey, you know, what are you doing? I seen your, your for sale by owner sign. He's like, Oh, you know, I'm getting ready to sell my mom's house. Um, she's getting old. We're going to move her to, to a retirement home and uh, try, trying to freshen the house up. I'm like, stop what you're doing. Put the paintbrush down right now. Like I want to buy this house from you. And at the time I was a 21 year old kid. Right. So like I started at 21 years old, brand new into the business. Um, I don't know that this guy even took me serious in the slightest, but we walked into his uh, into the living room and I started telling him, like, look, man, I've been going through coaching, training. I'm using all the lingo that my mentor was telling me to say. Right. So so he's like, all right, this kid knows a little bit about something, um, which, again, makes a big difference. Right. Understanding the terminology and the language. And basically it was like, look, dude, I need a deal. I want to buy this deal. I'll pay cash for the house. You just got to leave me enough meat on the bone to make it worth my time. And he was like, you know, I want to sell the house for about 115,000. If I can put the paintbrush down now and not do any more work to it, I'll do the deal with you for a hundred grand. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. Right. And uh, part of my training, you know, and stuff was going to networking with people like yourself and, and met a private money lender at one of the meetings who said she was, you know, willing to fund deals for me. So instantly called her on the phone. And later that evening, I had the seller, his mom, my, my parents, and my lender at our dining room table, signing contracts, putting the deal together. So kind of just got everybody that, that I had already met and kind of put in place into the room, um, you know, signed my first contract on the deal that we actually did. We closed. And I'll never forget, I remember my hard money lender walking into the house with me and we're sitting there and she looks around. She's like, all right, I think you got a deal here. I don't think it's a great deal, but I think that there's some money to be made. And, and she asked me, she's like, you know, if I give you the money to do this deal, because she actually put up 100% of, of the funding for the purchase and the rehab, right? Because I, I had no money. I was so far in debt. Like I, I didn't have a penny to put into the deal, but, but I had the determination and I was willing to do whatever it took to make this thing work. So I was like, we'll, we'll do all the work, right? We're going to do everything. We'll find the deal, do the work. We'll sell the deal. I just need the money to make it happen. She's asked me, she's like, if you do all this work and you sell the house and you end up making no money on it, because you have all the money you make as profit is what you pay me in interest on the deal. Are you going to be upset? And I told her, honestly, I'm not going to be mad because at the end of the day, if, that, if that's the outcome, I proved to not only myself, but my parents that took the leap of faith that I was able to go out, buy a house with none of my own money, fix it and flip it. And even though I might not have made money, there was money made on the deal, right? Maybe you made all the money, but I still did it, right? I created this. 
And, um, and we did, we went out, we did it, it was a successful deal. And uh, we made about $15,000 on the deal. I split that with the hard money lender. So I made about 7,500 bucks, which, you know, in theory, doesn't sound like a great flip. Right. But at the time I was making $22,000 a year, 40 hours a week in a warehouse. Right. So, I mean, that was almost six months of, of me in comparison to working a job that I didn't even like going to. So for me, that was like my shining moment. I was like, wow, like my knowledge paid off. I created this, this money out of, out of nothing. Right. So we, we were able to do it with none of our own money. And if I can do this once now, I know I can do it again. Right. So it's like, it's like that confidence factor that, Hey, you've proved it to yourself. You know, the process works. Now the gates are kind of open. So, well, I mean, you, I mean, just in that one deal with what you made, I mean, you, you essentially paid for 25% of the class that you paid for, you know, 7,500 bucks out of 30 grand. You know, that's a, that's a quarter of it right there on your first deal. So, you know, exactly. it's, it, it takes four of those. You do one a quarter, you, you know, the, the course that you took pays for itself in, in one year. And uh, I'm pretty sure I know who you're talking about as a hard money lender. And uh, I can only imagine what the conversations with her were like. Um, she, she, she's a great person. Um, but so you got your first deal under your, under your belt, you made some money. Um, so now from there, you know, kind of how, take us on the path of what led you to REI Money Machine and what, you know, has created, you know, Billy Batson as the real estate investor today, because, you know, I'm, I'm certain that you've come and for what I've known of, of the deals you've done, you know, making 7,500 on just one portion of a deal is not the way that you're putting deals together now. You know, you're structuring deals to where you're making money on, you know, several different avenues of the actual deal structure, whether it's on the front end, back end, or in the middle, you know, you've, you found ways to kind of make money on, on the whole, on the whole pizza instead of just one slice. So tell us kind of, you know, from that one deal that got everything started for you, what was kind of the journey? Were there any hiccups? Were there any, you know, some, ex were there any expensive lessons, you know, some deals that maybe didn't go so well um, that you think might be good for people to understand so they can avoid some of those pitfalls? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you know, fast forward a few years, right? So we did that first deal. We just stuck to, stuck to the script, went out there, did, did you know, four or five more deals that year, did over a hundred thousand dollars of, of our first year in actual business, obviously quit my $20,000 a year job, never looked back. Right. It was like real estate investing for me. Um, you know, this is everything that I've been looking for in life. So going through the years of just doing all these different deals, um, you know, something that, that I think is so important for anybody is, um, you know, and as you know, the, the group that we're a part of, I was constantly going to meetings. They're, they're always bringing in other mentors, teaching different strategies, different ways to do the business. So my, my personal goal was always, hey, I want to learn at least one new strategy a year and then actually take that strategy, go out there and do at least three deals with it. Right. So whether it's like seller finance, like, all right, I learned how to do seller financing. Now I want to do three seller finance deals. So I know that I got that tool in my tool belt. And, you know, so we would do that. And it's like, hey, I want to go own some rental properties. So bought rental properties. And, you know, a few years later, we, we were doing a bunch of deals, all private money, was never using our own money on deals, which was expensive. And with that same private money lender, had a conversation with her, was like, hey, you know, we had like five deals running with her at one time, five rehabs. And I called her, I'm like, hey, I got another deal. And she's like, you know, well, I'm out of money. Like, I got to go find money. And I was like, what do you mean you're out of money, right? You're a lender. Like, I thought you just made of money. And she's like, we didn't think I just lent you all my own money, right? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, no. So she sat me down and kind of schooled me to the game of how the money lending side of things work, right? Which kind of turned my light bulb on there. And then I like, it was just like, it all hit me at once. I'm like, you know, there's so many other ways we could be making money in this business, which is where we kind of coined the term transactional engineering, right? So it was like, hey, I'm wholesaling deals. Then I started wholesaling myself deals, 
right? So we opened another LLC and we did that because we were bringing in private money lenders that we were doing joint ventures on. So I was like, you know, we're, we're giving up half of the profit and we're doing all the, all the work to find the deal, fix the deal, and then sell the deal and giving up half the profit because we don't have the money. So I'm like, that's fine, but why don't we just take a chunk up front, right? So instead of us, like, just like if we were to buy the deal from any other wholesaler. So that's when I was like, boom, now I can get paid twice on the deal. Wholesale my company, the deal for myself, take our wholesale fee, then flip the house. We'll make money on that end, but then we're not giving up as huge a chunk to the lenders, right? So that was kind of like, all right, man, now we're adding, you know, multiple pay levels to the deal. Then we realized, hey, we can do this in like every other aspect, right? So then that's whenever uh, the, the, the company that, that I had paid $30,000 to train me actually reached out to me and they were like, Hey man, we're seeing all the success that you're having as one of our students, you know, you're using our, our systems and our methods. Um, would you be interested in coming to work with us and teaching other people what we taught you? And, you know, I was like, yeah, wow, absolutely. You know, that's kind of when you feel like you made it right. It's like whenever they're like, they're like, Hey, now you got to come back and the students now the teacher. Um, so I did. Right. So, so, you know, keep fast forwarding through the years. I went out on this journey with these guys, was traveling like every week, super, super awesome opportunity. Learned a lot from these guys, was working with a lot of famous people on TV, Shark Tank, a lot of the big names in the spaces doing their events. And we were selling training up to six figures, right? Up to $100,000 for different training packages. And, and seeing all the different things that they were doing, plus still running my own business, still paying other, you know, other mentors and people in my space to teach me different strategies. And it kind of just dawned on me one day that I'm like, look, you know, we have so much experience in the business. We have so many different deals under our belt now, so many different ways that we've been doing them and so much different just strategies and techniques that I think we could take all of this kind of package it into a one-stop shop and give people a lot of bang for their buck and do it at a super affordable cost, right? And that's kind of how the REI money machine was birthed. Um, and that's why I was like, you know, we're going to kind of go out on our own here. I think that we're going to take all, all the experience and all the things that we've accumulated and we're going to start showing other people how to do this business and how to do it efficiently. And, yeah. uh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And that's, and that's, that's really kind of how this thing was birthed. So initially we just started out cause, cause I'm a very active investor, right? I'm doing tons and tons of deals every year. So, you know, me as one guy, I was like, Hey, I can only take so many people on to train them and still run my business. So initially we just started coaching people doing one-on-one -on -one, like mentorships and I had a buddy of mine approach me uh, probably like close to two years ago and was like, man, you have so much content, so much info. If you let me build some things out for you, man, we can get this to the masses. You can really change a lot of lives. And I'm like, yeah, no, not really into that right now. I just want to help a few people and still grow my business. And then like this time last year, he reached out to me. He's like, dude, you're, you're just, you're missing a huge opportunity, not only to help a lot of people, but to grow your brand. You know, you, you can be a bigger player in the space and you can really change a lot of lives out there. There's so much people that need this information, that need this content, that don't have access to $30,000 or $100,000 to get it, right? So that's whenever we kind of were like, all right, let's do this. Let's sit down and do this. And in like the last six months, man, we've had hundreds of people come through the training, tons of people that are getting really, really great info and people that are going out there and doing deals like within like sometimes days or just a few weeks of starting with us, which is really, really, really super awesome. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, you know, kind of the, the journey of that. So maybe how, how have you kind of balanced that? Cause you know, I mean, if you're traveling around the country, you know, doing this, are you still like boots on the ground? Like every time you land back down in, in Sarasota, you, you're going out and finding deals like when you're home or did you start to kind of branch out with, with hiring people or having other people try to go out and uh, find deals for you? Yeah. So, so we were doing the traveling thing. I was doing the traveling thing for a few years and it was a lot of fun, but I was definitely noticing my business here starting to suffer. Right. It was just tough. I, I didn't have my thumb on the pulse. I was gone. It was really difficult to just keep under everything under control. So ended up leaving the traveling gig and came back home. So my, so found, found out my, my wife was pregnant. Uh, my son just turned one like two weeks ago, which is really exciting. Right. So it was like, you definitely want to be home more, um, obviously for family reasons, but wanted to just be back, you know, bigger presence in my market. So when that happened, I just started to scale, go back to the, you know, the foundations of building the business and reached out to a previous mentor that I had a few years ago and just kind of asked what he was doing and what was going on, told him, you know, where I was that I wanted to get back, you know, heavily more here locally, do a lot more deals. And he was like, you know, I got something really cool that I've been working on. I wanted to show you. So went and took a course with him, kind of teamed up with him on some things. And he introduced me to some softwares and systems. And that's kind of what, what was really the defining moment of the REI money machine was we started putting these systems in place. And then I started to not really hire out locally, but take on local people to be like, Hey, look, I'm going to bring you guys into my team, show you my systems, exactly what I'm doing. And we're just going to do deal splits, right? Like I'll coach you guys, I'll train you, I'll do the legwork, but you guys got to, you know, come in here, put the effort in, use our systems and you guys are going to make money in this business. And once that started to really get traction, we started, you know, taking people that were completely green in the business and they were making money doing real estate deals. That's when I was like, man, if this can work for me and these people that have no experience, this can pretty much work for anybody. Sure. So, you know, I, I'm a big systems guy too. I love numbers, calculations, you know, reports, graphs, all that kind of stuff. And, and from, from what I've gathered from it, you know, you're very systems oriented guy. And some of the stuff you built out um, was really cool. The first time I really saw it was when we did the, uh, the event um, for Sarasota re-enter Dutchman, when you were kind of giving an example of that stuff. And it was, it was great. I mean, as far as stuff that I've seen of people and polished stuff, it was, it was really cool to see that put into that kind of, of systems and how you analyzed it. So obviously, you know, I don't want you to give everyone down here a clash, you know, you're running a business, but what kind of things have you put together that, you know, people could benefit from of, of the systems that you've put together, um, you know, just, just some high, high 30,000 foot view level stuff. So that way people, if they're interested in this kind of have an idea of what you're putting together and, and what's going to show them. Yeah. So that would, so the total game changer for me was like, just, just like most people, anybody listening to this, they get interested in the business. Everybody talks about driving for dollars, handwriting, direct mail, you know, door knocking or doing cold calling, which I've spent tens of thousands of dollars doing over the years and tons and tons of hours of my life. And I'm no way saying that those things don't work. Right. It just doesn't produce the results on the level I needed them to. And it was way too time consuming. And I extremely value my time like most people should. Right. So what I, what I introduced to you guys, which is what we had been working on and working with, was basically our automated follow up pipelines. And that's kind of that's kind of the 30,000 foot view of, of what's been the game changer in our business and what we're doing now with with all the people coming through the training is there's technology. Right. Like when I started 10 years ago, at 21 the technology didn't exist, right? It was a little bit more old school method, yeah. but, but now it's here. So, so instead of doing all those things, basically what it is, is we take motivated seller lists, right? We stack these lists, which means we take one, two, three different lists of motivated sellers with different, whatever, it might be probate, it might be tax liens, it might be tax delinquencies, 
um, could be bankruptcies, could be, you know, vacant properties, hired landlords, and we'll stack all these lists together, which means as you put them on top of each other and sellers that register on more than one list have multiple levels of motivation, right? Mm -hmm. So these aren't people that want to sell. These are people that need to sell. They have multiple issues in their life. And for one reason or another, they need to sell this real estate. Well, where myself included and most people were going wrong is you'd reach out to these people. They don't respond to you. You're like, oh, the, the list is bad or the data is bad or they're not interested, right? Which really isn't the, the truth. It's not the case. The case is our timing was just bad, right? We know that there's issues in their life. They just might not be ready to talk about it. They might have other things that are more pressing than than selling the property. So the follow-up game really had to be consistent. And that's super difficult to do without technology, right? I've been there. So these pipelines came into my life where I was like, man, it's basically automated follow-up marketing to these sellers. And we're hitting them with multiple points of contact. So we're running multiple motivated seller lists through these pipelines and they're getting timed actions from us, right? So before they would get one or two handwritten letters from me over two or three months. And if they didn't respond, then I was just you know spending more money in marketing dollars and moving on. Now it's all automated. They get handwritten direct mail, text messages, my voice recorded voicemails, emails from us timed on how we do it. And the system just automatically follows up with them consistently, however we time it out. And it will continue to market to them until they raise their hand. Right. So I went from like cold calling and talking to a lot of sellers and spending a lot of time and money into marketing to now only talking to sellers that respond to me. Hey, I'm motivated. Here's my issues. Let's let's make a deal happen. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of the game. That was the game changer for me from doing five deals, 10 deals a year to five, 10 deals a month. Sure. And that's and that's key. And and coming from, you know, anyone that is, you know, tried to get into real estate, people are always like, well, how do I find the deals? Well, you know, besides, like you said, with your first deal of seeing, you know, hey, a for sale by owner sign, you know, you've kind of gotten a system in place to where, you know, you take this wonderful thing we have called the internet and, you know, and all this publicly available information, because there's so many places you can find this stuff. Um, you know, for people that aren't, you know, familiar with probate, that's, you know, when people die, uh, probate and wills are filed and you see, you know, that a family might have a motivation to sell a house because the owner of it died and it's listed in a public probate, or if people are behind on taxes, um, you know, or code violations, things like that, where you can use all these different things that are out there that might identify to you, you know, instead of just physically walking yourself through a neighborhood trying to say, oh, well, that one has overgrown grass. You know, someone's probably reported that it's going to be in a database. You're going to be able to find it online and, you know, to be able to have those systems to make it easier on you as the real estate investor is, is a, is a great service to have. And so many of our clients, and I hope that, you know, if you're listening to this, if you're, you know, again, trying to get started in this and you're looking for systems, you know, services like what, what Billy have exist, you know, things to make your life easier because it's easy enough to go here saying, oh, well, you know, go find a deal, find that for sale by owner sign. You could walk for three square miles and maybe only see one. Um, that's a lot of walking <laughs> to do every day. So, you know, the easier you can make this on yourself, uh, you know, the better for a lot of people. So I think that that was one of the things that really struck me is that, you know, being a systems oriented person, I was just kind of seeing what you, what you had built out and, you know, being able to, to, like you said, stack those multiple levels of motivation for a seller, because if someone only has a code violation, well, maybe they want to go cut the grass. But if that, you know, has a code violation and you see that, hey, the person that owned it died and it's listed in probate, well, now you know that people, hey, probably aren't going there. So the people that, you know, are inheriting the property, maybe they don't live in state, you know, maybe they don't want to cut grass. You know, you know, now they have, you know, two levels of things. They don't want to take 
care of the house and they have a house that they don't want. So again, more motivation for these sellers. So being able to find that stuff is, is really cool. You know, that's, that's, you know, that's half the game is just finding the property. The other half obviously is, is putting the deal together. So, you know, obviously finding those deals, but do you, do you also do any coaching on, you know, structuring that deal? You know, it's all well and good to find one, but do you also get into that aspect of it of saying, Hey, here's how, you know, you can structure some seller financing. Cause that's, that's a huge tool for, for real estate investors, especially in the single family spaces, understanding, um, you know, how, how to get the money for it, especially if you don't want to put it in there and seller financing is, is a big, big chunk of that. We do. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the real estate investing gamut really covers so many different avenues. You know, if there's so many different people out there that are, you know, specialized in a specific area. And I think it's important to, you need to have your niche in the business, but that was, that was my big challenge whenever I was getting started was, man, I just wanted to know everything. So we do, we do offer coaching, um, you know, on, on, seller financing, transactional engineering, structuring the deals, the private money side of things, which, which is really your avenue, right? Dealing with all the, uh, the um, IRA stuff, right? Because a majority of my private lenders fund deals with their IRA. So, I mean, so having access to people like you and the people that you know is a huge, huge benefit for our network, um, you know, and, and seller financing too, which is really cool. We've turned a lot of our, our sellers into lenders on future deals, right? So like we would go and do a deal with these people. We, we offer them cash. We're using a private lender. They get paid at closing. And at the closing table, we'll say like, hey, we see you're walking away with $280,000 cash. What are you going to do with that money? And nine out of 10 times, the response is, oh, I'm going, I'm going straight to the bank, right? And then, you know, our response is, well, what's the bank going to pay you on 280 grand? You know, 0.001% if you're lucky, right? So, right, yeah. So, hey, why don't you guys hold on to 30 grand, turn around, give us, you know, 150, 200,000 cash of that back at 10%. And we're going to put that into the next deal. Oh, and by the way, Miss Seller, that money that we gave you to buy your house came from a person that's doing exactly what we're telling you to do. Right. So now how would you like to be in this seat on our next deal? Right. We just kind of started that snowball effect, rolling that in with our sellers. Sellers love it. Right. Because, you know, a lot of times they're not super financially literate or, or just haven't been educated in that space. So, you know, they want to go pay off credit card debt and, and leave the money in the bank, which, which does them no good. Right. So, so we offer them an alternative to, to make more money with their money. And it also helps us to grow our business, do more deals. Yeah. That's an affordable rate. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, if we're kind of, kind of bring this in for a landing here, but what I want to illustrate, you know, with having guests like Billy on, I think we can all agree that, all of us when we're 21 uh, don't know much. Um, and, and if, you know, someone can take systems and turn it into something this successful and, and do it, you know, we all can, um, you know, this is stuff that is available. There are meetings to go to. There are just so much stuff out there that, you know, coming from someone in your position that you can just access freely and easily, you know, you can go to a RIA meeting for free and most of the time on your first time um, and, and meet people like you did that, you know, are willing to help if you're willing to put in the work. And then, you know, if you're willing to put in the work, you can get to a position like you are right now, where, like you said, you went from, you know, flipping, you know, five properties, maybe in a year to maybe doing, you know, five or six a month. Um, and I think that's, that's really awesome to see that. Uh, Cause more often than not, people get kind of caught up and see these huge kind of unattainable figures. Um, and, and one of the things I, I really wanted to show is that this is attainable. Um, you know, it, it can be done from the point, like you said, you know, starting that, you know, your family is saying, Hey, you know, what's the difference between a hundred thousand dollars in debt and $130,000 in debt. Um, and making those kind of decisions can, you know, directly have this kind of impact on your life if you're willing to put in the work. So, you know, I'd like to give you a chance to, you know, kind of tell people what you got going on. REI money machine. Um, I'm, that's, you know, your training, training courses and stuff. How can they get a hold of you, Billy? 
Yeah, so it's REI. So it's R-E-I-M, which is REI money machine.com slash challenge. So R-E-I-M, the word machine.com slash challenge. We're basically running a 30-day deal challenge. Um, we've sold this for everywhere up to a thousand dollars. We're running a Christmas special till the new year um, for 27 bucks. It's, you know, we basically just want to get this into the hands of people. We really do think that it's, it's just incredible. It's game-changing information and systems. So if you guys want, you can reach out to me there. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Billy Batson, or, or Instagram is Flipping Paradise. Um, so, you know, I'm a real person. I'm a real guy. Reach out. Any questions, anything I can do to help anybody. Um, I'm always looking to exchange value. Awesome. Thank well, thanks you again, for Billy, tuning in to the Alternative Investing Advantage podcast. Tune in next week thanks for more investing tips and strategies. Want to hear more episodes of the Alternative Investing Advantage? Search podcast at advantaira.com and subscribe.